0: Hi Chad. Hi, oh, come on. So this week I wanted to open with singing.
1: Kay. And I thought,
0: hey, it would be fun to like to sing like the worst Disney show tune. Hmm. And I realized the worst ones are all like not recognizable because they don't stick with you. I mean, that's kind of what makes them worst. So the yeah. reference would get lost. Yeah. I'm looking at one of those clickbait sites, and it's like, uh... Do you remember Fixer Upper from Frozen?
1: Uh I want to say yes, but I couldn't hum it, right? Like, I remember, like, the plot yeah, part like, of it. like,
0: I, I mean, do you remember the melody?
1: <clears throat> um, he's a real Fixer Upper, da, da 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 I don't think that's it. You know, that that's was not actually very far off. But that's because, like... Oh, and they're the cheating, of
0: the- they're... They're putting, the like, the racist the... songs on the list. And it's like, well, no, they're, they're good songs. They're just, you don't like them because they're racist. Yeah. This isn't a good list.
1: What a bad list.
0: Oh, and then, okay, now this irks me. They put One Last Hope from Hercules. I like that song.
1: Well, fuck these people.
0: D- do you remember that one? No. That's the one where... Uh where Phil is like training Hercules.
1: Hold up, let me let me listen to this shit. It's only four minutes long. So you wanna be, be a
0: hero kid? Well, whoop de doo.
1: I forgot Hercules was a scrawny looking dude in this movie. Yeah. And that like Danny DeVito plays the little fawn. Yeah. That's not actually Danny DeVito, but it could be. Well whoop de doo.
0: I like this movie. I think it's pretty good beginning to end.
1: I don't remember this one at all. If I'm being
0: honest. I don't know. I think it's a cute little it's a training montage. Um, it's not like the best song, maybe, but I feel like it sets up enough exposition for wh- like what it what it means, like what, what Herc's going for right you know like it's it's not just about phil it's specifically him like training hercules like well this is what an iconic hero would do and that's everything that he knows so like halfway through the movie when he realizes there's more to it than just sling monsters it's like oh well that wasn't in the montage earlier i trained enough turkeys i'm sorry i'm just watching this thing now it's it's cheap with cameron and chad hey that's us
1: i thought we had a topic and it turns out we didn't and so that's uh that's where my head is in this game oh which i said do we have um, a topic tomorrow and you said not really but i want to talk about that's a good question um i like tony the tiger
0: can you do a tony the tiger now you've been practicing your voice work they're great acting oh that wasn't that wasn't bad
1: yeah, fuck you. All, all my all my haters out there thinking I couldn't do Tony the Tiger. I wasn't low enough. He's uh are well, er, Great. He's more like that. Yeah, right. That distortion was interesting. I gotta practice that more. No, never mind. That's just never ignore that. I, I that's just my normal distortion, but I'm talking with it. Blink, bang, bunk. I'm drinking tonight. If the, I bet all the listeners were like, "Oh, we could have guessed that," because our listeners are very smart. If you're listening to the show, you are an intellectual.
0: Good job. <laughs> um, um, I don't like Cookie Crisp, but I like the way that he says Cookie Crisp in the commercials.
1: Yeah. I wonder. I wonder what. Uh, I... how much porn there is of the Sugar Smack Frog. Or the Honey Smack Frog?
0: Not much. I've I've seen a lot of like Breakfast Cereal Rule Thirty Four, and uh, Smacky the Frog doesn't show up that much.
1: Smacky, that's his name, huh? There is no one is picture that of the, him. Uh, deforestation oh,
0: Frog in the UK. Smacky the Frog.
1: Yeah, I think it is. Wow, that dude is buff. Okay.
0: I'm sorry. I was thinking of Diggum Frog. He's the one that hell that sells a. Uh, now they're called Honey Smacks. They used to be Sugar Smacks.
1: How do you spell digum Is there two G's?
0: No, it's uh, one G, but there's an apostrophe.
1: So there is, there is nothing on Real E wow, six twenty one. Wow, I six for I've, Honey I've Smacks. I've never been disappointed by furries this badly before.
0: No, I, okay. See, I found a couple. Am I just
1: dumb? I just searched Honey, I, and that okay, came up just, with some weird well, shit.
0: I'm, I'm more, so I found Rule 34 of Digum Frog from Honey Smacks. Okay. And I copied the URL, and I posted uh-huh. it to you on Discord. Except uh-huh. it wasn't your Discord. It was someone else's Discord channel. <laughs> that I'm about to clean up here. Okay, I sent <laughs> the link to you.
1: There we go. Oh, Digum's uh, Dig kind of a twink in this one. I brought this honey. Where's the smack? Ah, oh, you shouldn't do drugs, digum.
0: <laughs> so, there's other make the, the kids like the cereal.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't recognize. I've actually never been to rule34.xxx before.
0: Oh, really? It's yeah. um I feel like it's mostly jokes at this point. Looks like it. Where it's like a <clears throat> it's kind of like if a new character exists, it's like, "Oh, I have to do the joke where I draw porn." And then they post it there. Like, it's not, like, actual. I searched
1: Bionicle, and there is, like, 4,000 results, and I thought there would be more. Oh, wow, the red guy, his dick is like a knife in this one. That's kind of neat. Good job, red guy.
0: So, I guess, actually, it's funny you bring up Bionicle. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. So, I've been playing a game recently, and it's not new. When did it come out? Oh, boy. Uh... I guess, oh, it came out in 2016. Uh, but have you ever heard of Stellaris?
1: Oh, wait, I've definitely heard that name. I don't know what it is, but I'm not, like, I'm familiar with the name Stellaris.
0: So, I didn't realize what it was um, until recently, and it's like, oh, maybe I'll give that a try. But it's basically just Civ. Have you ever played Civilization? Nope. Oh, it's a cute bee. I See, I have a soft spot for bees.
1: Yeah, I thought you'd like that one.
0: I like how they did her hair too. Anyways, the outfit leaves something to be desired. But this is a cute a lot like, of outfit. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Stellaris. Oh, civilization. Have you ever played that? No. Oh, okay. For some reason I thought you did, and I thought that would make this an interesting conversation. Um, but you're familiar with it, right?
1: Yeah, you like uh you pick a thing and then you uh build an army and you go through like all the epochs, right? Like you start off as like primitive humans and then you get a bit more advanced, and you're like then you're the Romans, and then you're like the World War One and, and you just keep going up and up and up until you're like sci fi.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Okay, um, cool. But really that like I think the hook, at least the Civ is like the the historical leaders and it's like it's, it's kind of like a risk where it's about managing the landmass, So yeah. like you can, you can try to fortify yourself someplace or like invade in a way that you don't get spread too thin. Um, that kind of stuff too, but it's complicated. There's like different layers to stuff and there's different, uh, there's different ways to win also. Like there is a, like a world peace victory that you can strive for. You, um, it, it it's interesting um but stellaris is literally just a sci-fi version of civ where you have like a big map of stars and you just expand out basically uh your your space government um here we go so like you could probably look up screenshots and it's like none of it will make sense and some of it won't look like it's from the same game
1: that's a cool screenshot, though. Like, I don't really know what's going on, but I also kind of a little bit of, do. like,
0: a... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a... Uh, it's got, like, a micromanagement quality to it, where, like, each of those stars um, might have, like, a resource or two on it. So, like, you've set up a star base, and then also a mining colony, and then also, like, a research lab, or different stuff like that. Um, you spend uh, spaceships out to explore the stars and colonize and, like and if there's a planet, you can maybe terraform it, or you have to deal with the planet as it is. And I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Like, you could imagine what the game is like. And I got it for $8 on Steam, and I just really fell in love with it. Like, I've been obsessing with it all week.
1: There's only one picture of Stellaris in the Rule 34 website. Unless I spelled it wrong. Is it good? Not really. (laughs) Oh,
0: I mean, it's got like a, a
1: decently cute style to it, but it's not much of a picture.
0: That's lame. Um, one of the things though that I really love is just uh like making your empire because there's like um there's a bunch of like races you can pick and they all look interesting. Like I really I'm in love with a lot of the designs.
1: Oh yeah. And I like that top row of people like there a lot of like features.
0: Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of like different features and qualities, so you can like you can give a race uh, specific like bonuses. Like it's a very like industrial culture, or it's a very like uh, peaceful culture that likes scientific research or whatever. Um, or they they're uh, acclimated to dry climates or wet climates, and so that tweaks what kind of planets you can make use of and stuff. Oh, and also like. Uh, how long their lifespan is. So you could have like space elves that live for a long time. And that means the researchers will like level up higher, but also they don't reproduce as fast. So it's harder to colonize other planets. And you might have like uh, more refugees or like immigrants that you didn't plan for. And then like, if you don't have enough of the population, they can like revolt and take the planet from you. If they're a hostile species. So it's like, you have to maintain uh your your diplomacy with them so that they're cooperative or else you're like giving up the planet and shooting yourself in the foot that way it's stuff like that where uh like every interaction i've had so far it almost feels like a writing prompt like it's kind of got that ai quality of just here's random words but my imagination goes wild with it
1: yeah i like i like that i think I think that kind of stuff, I've always liked that with elves, right? They live a really long time, so they, they look at things really differently from everybody else. Not always written super well, depending on who's helming the uh, the fantasy story. But I think with uh, taking that kind of stuff, that that kind of fantastical things, and applying it to sci-fi, where it's not just one planet now or one topic, it's like a star system, could be really, really cool. I don't know if I've encountered anything that's done it in a way that I think is like amazing, but I also haven't encountered it that much just off the top so i like that this is yeah playing with that
0: and i i wouldn't say this is amazing but it's good sure um it 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 is interesting i uh my first game i made a race of like mermaid people and so one of the needs is that they just they have to have a water planet yeah and I'm going with this, like, uh, pacifist uh, scientific thing where I just want to, like, discover as much as the galaxy as I can and try to make friends and see how that goes, right? And I guess I wasn't expanding fast enough because basically, like, when I discovered all the other races, I realized that, like, my chunk of the whole galaxy map was very small. And I got cut off in a way where someone was mad at me for existing because they're inherently xenophobic, And they just sort of cut off my trade lines because they're like, oh, we don't want you crossing our border anymore. And Mm. it's like, oh, well, I'm kind of stuck now because I can't do anything to expand out more. So I'm waiting to, like, try and get them to open their borders again while the rest of the galaxy is, like, expanding out. (laughs) It's like, oh, no, I'm stuck. And so I fell behind really bad. And then this warlike race came over. And instead of declaring war, they're just kind of like they declared the war was over and they just like took over my uh my empire they're like yeah you're just you're, you're incorporated into us now and it's like okay and they started selling my mermaids as slaves and i thought oh no but then oh, no. i'm checking in on the slave market and no one's buying the mermaid slaves because no one has a planet with enough water that they can use them so they're just like basically just pets <laughs> like no, none of them are like being abused or sold off they're just kind of like put on a shelf and it's like, okay i'm just kind of stuck like this i guess i didn't win the game and it's, just, it's not exactly how i thought that the, the i'm sorry you're breaking up there
1: is this miscellaneous tab real
0: um which one Why don't you oh just yeah send me that's a mod like,
1: okay I was like, I see a Terminator, and a Xenomorph, and a Predator, and a Navy, and a uh, the thing from Prometheus.
0: Yeah, uh, there's a whole... That's the other thing I want to talk about, the modding community. Like, it's also built into Steam, so you don't even have to, like, do anything. You just go on the Steam page and go, that looks cool, and click a button, and it installs it for you. Right. So, I have a lot of, like... Th- there's almost, like, a whole expansion. It's like a it's like a fan expansion where they added a whole like new government type for um, there's like a mission thing where you're like a race of a uh, hive mind bugs that want to conquer the galaxy. And so it gives you this like alternate kind of a uh, war build where you don't need an emperor to do it. And it's like, it feels like a different gameplay style and it has all these like positive reviews and stuff of like people testing it out going like, yeah, this is almost as good as the stuff they'd sell um a lot of like depth you know i th- I think the base game is a little simple in a good way but these mods add so much it's very fascinating how uh how complicated you can make the game if you want it to be
1: that's cool i don't i guess i don't have a whole lot to say about this i haven't played it i don't really know what it looks like yeah um most yeah, these this kinda is kind of just turning games. into me like reviewing it. But it, it sounds like a cool game. Like if you're into this, I'm, I don't have the attention span for a lot of this stuff anymore. And like if I if I have an itch for this kind of thing, I'm gonna go hunting for a book. And that's just like that's just yeah. where I'm at now.
0: I think that's what I wanted to talk to you about too. Is um, like, I think we we had an episode where we talked about like how to handle politics and fiction mm mm-hmm. um, But, it, like, this game, it's very interesting to just kind of see, like, uh, it, it's what I think what George Lucas wanted the prequels to be, like, when there's a Galactic Senate. There's a whole, like, voting thing where, you, like, you can set up a Senate and invite all the races to it, and everyone has to vote, and it's just very interesting, because almost everybody will join except for one empire, and they're like, we think that's stupid, and it's like, okay... So now everyone has to watch that one and go, okay, are they going to attack us out of spite or, or not? And now there's debates of like, should we, should we be more militaristic or, or should we tax everybody for, for this other thing? And like, um, and like, you know, maybe one race is doing real bad on a, on some kind of material and their people are unhappy. So it's like, okay, are we going to help them or not? And they call in favors and stuff. And it's like, uh, it's not just shooting lasers,
1: yeah and, and I feel like to be a proper sci-fi thing even fantasy too but like the the idea of like this the trade routes and, and politics and policy right like you can't divorce that from a piece of fiction because it's everywhere around us in in the present term like we write because we are trapped within these systems that we just have to live in and like they they branch out into the fiction we write but also like you can do way more interesting things with sci-fi because the universe is fucking bonkers. And if you want to just invent monsters and like, man, this, this group of people, they're kind of being the they're kind of being the shitheels, not joining the Senate. What should we do? And then they like find some, I don't know, black hole they can move or whatever. they are like, well, that's a problem. Like, Hey, weapon of mass destruction, but it could destroy an entire solar system. Uh, I don't know i think the the scale is really fun with sci-fi because you can really play with just like hey this thing is bad and like an earth standards it would kill a thousand people and on uh sci-fi standards it would kill a a, a thousand billion people and that's fun uh i want to i always want to read more sci-fi i was talking to someone online the other day about that and we were kind of just like throwing books back and forth and i never really considered like oh if i want to really experience sci-fi i should play more video games but you're the way you're describing this game it's like maybe i should like expand my genre ideas right like it's not just books it's like oh comic books and video games and movies like all of these things can teach you a lot about how to do a good fantasy story or how to do a good science fiction story like you're not just uh trapped by like the narrow scope you set out which is kind of what i did because i want to write a, I have a sci-fi book i want to write and it's like well i need to research first i'm gonna read these books and it's like well what if you watch a couple movies instead it's like oh yeah movies are a thing i like movies
0: i think it it's also um it's rough because there's a lot of bad sci-fi mm-hmm. where there's like lazy hooks and it's like I, I think one of my problems with sci-fi is whenever you could uh Tell the exact same story, but in a non-sci-fi setting? Yeah. Like, if you just replace that alien with dwarves or Russians, and it doesn't actually change anything, is it really a sci-fi story? Like, it's still the setting, but are you you doing something interesting with your setting or not?
1: Is it an aesthetic or is it an actual identity, right? Like, that's kind of the back and forth.
0: And, you know, that's something that really bugs me with Star Wars. Um, I know we complain a lot, but going to Tatooine all the time. Yeah. It's like, I feel like Tatooine has turned into, um, like, it's either like the Wild West from America or uh, like the Middle East or something where it's kind of like, it's a place that is technically on the globe and it's a desert, but you can go there. And I feel like, narratively, tattooing's supposed to be so far off the map that you can't just go there. And it's not, it's like not, uh, it's it's too costly. Like, the fuel it takes to go out into the middle of nowhere means that there has to be a really important reason that you're going that far off the track.
1: Which is why it's like politicians are giant fucking slug monsters, right? Like, it's supposed to be the armpit of the universe.
0: Right. But instead it's like a pit stop where it's like, oh, it's it's between LA and New York. Yeah. So we can go there.
1: I like the idea. I think with uh with science fiction, the scope's the big thing, right? Like um I like the idea of like there's a telescope that's so big and advanced it can see like planets really well. And I know like that doesn't actually work uh physics wise because of the way like light travels, but like these people are like on this planet. Like this is a weird planet. There's some like old civilization shit going on, and they find this telescope and it's pointed at Earth and they they can see Earth. And you're like, oh, that's fucked up. That's so fucked up. What do you do with that? Which is gonna be one of the hooks to that sci-fi thing I will probably write next year. Like, but then then like the big thing is it's fucked up because it brings it back to Earth, right? It's not because it's a high-powered telescope. It's because it's a high-powered telescope that's looking at a place we happen to live on. I don't know. I. I like sci-fi to a point. I've read Asimov's stuff. He's kind of cool, but he's old. And I like Warhammer stuff, which is like ripping off of Asimov and making it dumber, but more accessible. But also, there are aliens. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what the right way to do it is. I just know there's lots of ways to do it.
0: I also like... Um... Like, one of the things that happens in the game is you can, like, uh, there's there's random events and random discoveries. So, um, like, there might be a a weird comet, and your scientist realizes that, like, oh, it was going, but we noticed that it changed trajectory. Which means either something's, like, pulling it in a way that wasn't expected, or it's, like, being piloted somehow. And you can choose to waste time researching it. And it, it might come back with like, oh, it looks like it was a magnetic field. And well, that's very interesting, but also you wasted a lot of time. Um, or it, it could be a scientific breakthrough that, you know, jump starts your, your whole research department. And yeah. I think there's stuff like that where I, I like the idea of something that's easy to process, like a war where there's humans and there's Klingons. And they don't like each other. But then, what happens when a third element shows up, like, um, like some kind of uh, a thing that neither species has ever encountered before, like a super black hole, mm-hmm. or something stupid, or the a robot army shows up, and it, it, like I like the idea of going back to what you said about scale. Um, if you're doing interstellar stuff. Like outer space can be very big. Yep. And depending on how big you want to allow it to be, there's a lot of opportunity for the unknown. And a, a yeah, lot of fog sure. of war stuff.
1: One of the things I like about the Lovecraft stuff, like his like weird pantheon of strange evil deities, is like they're really all just aliens. Like Azathoth is just like this giant cosmic creature that will wake up and, like, eat the universe or whatever. And it's technically a god because it has that power. But it's also not really a god because it's not mystical. It's, a, it's an alien. It's a monster. It's a thing just in outer space, right? And trying to, like, picture the scale of something, like, that big or where it's at or what it's doing, what it looks like, is really fun. And I think one of the things that's, like, scary about, like, going underwater is, like, oh, there are, there are whales, and whales are huge, and they make you feel really small. But then, like, with space, you can do that on a planetary scale. You're like, well, Earth's pretty big. We live here. And you're like, yeah, but Jupiter's, like, 30 times the size of Earth. And the sun is, like, 30 times the size of Jupiter. And then the black hole at the center of our fucking galaxy or whatever is, like, 30 times the size of our sun. And it's like, things scale up so big to the point where you really can't, like, grasp them. Like, your, your mind doesn't deal with, like, that many zeros very well. And so then making an alien like that is really cool, or like, playing with speed, or sound, or or these things that, like, fantasy doesn't really tiptoe around super much. Um, it's just, like, it's stuff that the genre can do that no other genre really gets to play with that way, because it would, it would get in the way, whereas sci-fi, it's the point.
0: I think that one of the things that keeps me away from sci-fi sometimes is that I'm stupid. Um, like, I don't, I don't know you're stupid. a lot. I don't understand a lot. <laughs> you know, uh, I can't uh, fathom what a light year really is. I have to no look it up can. every that's time. that's the
1: point. It's a big, big but, distance. Well, no,
0: no, there's, there's people that can, like, they kind of know how to write. They're nerds. That stuff. And that's the thing. It's like, I kind of like, well, what if... In outer space, there was a centaur, and she was my girlfriend. Okay, and then I like that—that's the end of thought. Like <laughs> it's just like, well, it turned into fantasy again.
1: I guess, but she has got a laser sword.
0: Yeah, but laser sword—is it going to be different than a sword?
1: Yeah, because it cuts through different things. It doesn't clang. It was
0: cloosh. What was, um... I, I like Dune. I like how they do the weapons in Dune. Where there's, like... Uh... Like, the way the shield technology works.
1: I like how you're like, I'm too dumb for fa- sci-fi. Also, Dune is good. And you're like, oh, it's like the most sci-fi sci-fi you can read.
0: It Well, it is. I mean, Dune is pretty much the uh, Lord of the Rings of sci-fi. Yeah. It's like a blueprint for everything that we have now. Um... But it's like there's this like war of uh, escalation with the technology where it's like the the way the shields work, it's on this like high frequency. So it repels things like physical objects will bounce off of the air because it's like vibrating so high frequency. Uh, But if something moves slow enough, it can kind of like put up with the frequency and penetrate it. So it's like you can still stab somebody, but you have to do it very deliberately in a way but then they like invent a new kind of thing where um it's like a it'll it'll catch itself in the shield and then like inject a poison uh, from that point where the little like thing sticks so it's like they have these shields but also if they have the right weapons the the shields don't matter and it's like this actually feels like a practical uh evolution of thought but they don't like dwell on it and pretend it's fantastical that they have this amazing technology. It's more just like, well, this is how things work here. Sure. Which is a vibe I like.
1: I had a, a, sci-fi like short story idea when I was learning more about like how electricity works and trying to figure out like how to communicate with the electricians at work. Like I wanted to set it up where due to setting up like our solar system and, like, the sun is the breaker box. And then all the planets are the different kinds of electrical wires going out. And, like, some are uh, 120 and some are 208 and some are 480. And I thought that would be really clever. And then I realized it would take a lot of forethought to write. And I don't want to put that much effort into thinking about a story. I just want to <laughs> write it. So it will probably never exist. Yeah. <laughs> But I like the idea of this, like, cosmic electrician, and he's got, like, his lunch pail, but he's, like, big enough to, you know, wire up the sun. And he's just like, yeah, I went over to the asteroid belt, which I guess I should probably add some, like, you know, LEDs to or something so you can see it. And then I had my lunch, brought me a peanut butter and jelly, uh, Nurgle sandwich, I don't know, whatever he fucking eats. And he's like, this Pluto isn't on the list. I'm going to give that 120 anyways, just so it's got some it's got some light to it. I like this little planet over here, this thing. And then all the humans are like, that's fucking Pluto, it's a planet. And then the other guy's like, no, it's not, it's too small. And it's this guy's fault, this fucking electrician not following the schematics.
0: I like how they're talking about maybe like reintroducing Pluto as a planet. <laughs> Pluto
1: has greek and roman mythology based off it it is a planet
0: but the thing is like someone uh someone said like well if we're going to change what the definition of a planet is then we'd have to include these other two rocks too and everybody's response is like cool we get more planets like why do you think this is an argument against that like
1: we go from 9 to 11 9 11 never forget we now have 11 planets
0: it's law you literally can't forget. It just writes itself.
1: Exactly. It's great. It's perfect. We, we fucking did it.
0: I want to look up sci-fi eleven. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is boring.
1: Well, where'd you look it up? Yeah,
0: nothing clever came up. There's only like one good picture. And it's a bookstore where someone oh. put a nine eleven book in the science fiction and fantasy section, which is terribly clever. I've never seen anyone do that before.
1: It's a little clever. I'll give them that. So I have uh, an alternate topic for you. That's kind of on, on the same wavelength as this actually. So around, around June, July, the last two years, I've written uh, my little pony fan fiction did. I've, I've done one a year for two years in a row. And now we're on year three. And I'm thinking, do I continue to do this? Part of me says, no, you shouldn't do this anymore because it's stupid and you're ashamed. The other part of me is like, yeah, but what if Twilight and Spike have to go fight some xenomorphs from the Aliens movie, Aliens by James Cameron? Could I do that? Yeah. And I'm sure that's been done before, but I, I could do it different maybe. I don't know how to like... What would this story be? Because I don't have a whole lot. I just like the idea. I think it's funny with, like, Twilight holding a, a pulse rifle and, like, Spike either holding a, a flamethrower or his stomach because he's about to get chestburstered. I don't know. I like Spike. I don't want him to die. At the same time, he's really expendable.
0: I, hmm. I f- almost feel like uh they're... They're kind of animals. Like, should this be a Fluttershy story?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: Because it almost reminds me of, like... Th- I One of the episodes I really liked was when um, Fluttershy basically had to tame Discord. Yeah. And it's like she's trying to... She's trying to help, and she's trying to get him under control. But she's also, like... Uh, treating him as a person which is an important mm-hmm. part of that and it gets to the point where like the entire world's like getting ruined and she's kind of like uh, she she's almost not part of the world anymore because it Discord's keeping her on his level because he's trying to annoy her so it's like everything else is going to hell and she's like well I, whatever <laughs> I can't do anything about it and I almost feel like it would be funny if uh if she was trying to get xenomorphs to, to like work out in a, like, is there, is there a natural habitat where they could live safely? And it's like failed experiments of her saying like, well, maybe, you know, you'll get along with these sheep and then all the sheep are victims, but she's just watching going like, well, that didn't work out. And she has to think of something else. Like she's not in danger, even though she should be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What if what if that's a twist at the end? Is like Twilight's doing everything she can to get her and Spike out of this, and it turns out it's one of Fluttershy's experiments to see maybe they can live with ponies.
0: Um <laughs> oh, I, I want Fluttershy to talk like the robot.
1: Oh okay, like god,
0: one of the prequels. Oh, uh David. David or whatever. I can't remember which robot was the good one.
1: Uh, Bishop was in, in the second movie David was in Prometheus and then in Covenant
0: I liked um, I liked the prequels for what they are but also I kind of wish there was only one alien movie and they stopped doing them
1: so I have really complicated feelings on the alien movies and it's that all of them are good except Alien and Covenant which is garbage
0: it's not complicated at all
1: I guess not but you talk Let's... to alien fans, and they're no. like Star Wars fans. We're like, well, half the movies actually suck. But I like this property more than you.
0: Oh man, okay. Um, did you see that thing Kathleen Kennedy said about Star Wars the other day? I did not. Um, she said that officially, uh, we're we're done with the whole Skywalker saga stuff. We're not doing any more Skywalker stories.
1: That's a lot. And it kind of
0: what well, the thing is that it kind of raises question for me because it's like. Before episode nine came out, I didn't realize that they were treating Skywalker as like the important part of the story. Like, yeah, that's true. Is it's like nothing Skywalker mattered in, in a lot of it. <laughs> I felt in in like um what's well episode seven specifically, um like Leia technically shows up at one point, and I know like Kylo Ren's obsessed with Darth Vader, but it's like it felt removed and also the same story and it worked just as well. So it's kind of this weird like rise of Skywalker and the important part is like Ray decided that retroactively she's going to be adopted by dead people and call herself Skywalker. And it's like, does this matter? Like, why did you save this for the end? It feels like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so it's just weird hearing them say, don't worry. We're, we're, we're closing the book on the Skywalker stuff. It's like, there was no book. What are you talking about?
1: Raylo shadow legends i don't know why i thought that but i did so i said it no, and everybody funny. had to hear it
0: that's standing
1: so i'm thinking about this mlp story i started with last time on like twilight versus predator twilight versus aliens and then just do like really small little like flash scenes of like oh there was a previous chapter i just never actually wrote it and i don't have to do the setup because that's the hard part is the setup. Why, how, how is she here? Because I like to structure these as an actual episode. So there's like that little bit and then the the, the theme song. And then there's a, an arc and then a commercial, an arc, commercial arc. Now when I did the Warhammer thing, that turned into like a three episode sort of deal. Got a little long. Uh, prefer not to do that again. But if I treat this as episode two... And you just sort of have to accept the fact that Twilight is dealing with these aliens and also has a pulse rifle because I feel like giving her one. Maybe then I just kind of go from there.
0: Okay. What if it was an alien? What if uh, the my little ponies had access to a um, a DVD player and they magically went into the DVD... But it was Ready Player One.
1: Oh, that would be... Uh, I kind of like this gimmick. I don't know what I would do with this gimmick.
0: Just... Okay, I know what you do with it. Uh, it, Literally nothing. Like, they should show... They Like, the whole... There should be build-up. Like, it's going into a story. And then they magically appear. And you describe what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And the rest... Like, the 80% of your story is just listing all the... Like, 80s IP that they're seeing and like it's just it's like one run on sentence where it's like and Fred Flintstone was there and Beetlejuice was there and Looney Tunes was there and Iron Giant was there and Superman was there and do that for like the whole page like the whole thing um, and, th- and then just say like uh, and then Twilight said oops I think this is the wrong movie I don't know what any of this is and they all leave
1: okay I love that as an ending to that that is a good shit post
0: um, did you <laughs> did you ever see that fake uh, Ready Player One book? Where it was just no. Like, um, I got. I'm certain I can find it.
1: What if it's Pinkie Pie versus
0: Predator? I think that would actually be a fun pairing.
1: I like that. I like that intellectually more than Twilight versus Alien, but I, I feel like Twilight versus Alien would be easier to write. Pinky versus predator works though because she's got the pinky sense right and a party cannon, so she's got a gun. And then like the predator tries to shoot her, but she's got the sense, so she just dodges it right. And and then he's getting What's the really thing? frustrated. Is that she kind of
0: has like if she has these like weird like Looney Tunes defenses.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking at this fake page of Ready Player One, page thirty four. Um, the only reason I know this isn't real is because of. The way the, the the paragraph indent is too big and then there's a uh, there's like double spacing between the paragraphs and no books does that. But it starts off with I had just finished off a case of New Coke with Huey Lewis or when Huey Lewis called me and saying Mr. Belvedere themed the Mr. Belvedere theme. OK, I'm kind of drunk and this is actually really hard to read because <laughs> it's all proper now. All
0: right. here <laughs> Here's a, a dramatic reading from Ready Player One, page thirty four. I had just finished off a case of New Coke when Huey Lewis called me and sang the Mr. Belvedere theme to me on the phone. I knew what that meant. It was time to play vintage arcade games and get all the high scores. That hyphen is not formatted right. I drove the A-team right. van. What?
1: The hyphen. It should be an M-dash. It's wrong.
0: Yo, No, th- this isn't written perfect. I drove the A-team van with Ecto-1 plates to the arcade with my girlfriend, Woman Gremlin from Gremlins 2. That was when she broke my heart by telling me that she fucked Alf. Ronald Reagan was president.
1: I love it's like my girlfriend, um, woman gremlin from Gremlins 2. That's such a good line. Yeah. It's
0: so cursed. I love it. My house was the clock tower and my best friend was all of the Goonies. My favorite food, Pac-Man pellets. (laughs) It's just like listing things it's like it's not not even a sentence like this is not information that means anything it's not coherent and it's just like it feels like yeah that's that was the i never read the book i never watched the movie but that was the vibe i got from the trailer where it's like i get it
1: i enjoyed the movie i watched that with my dad i had the day off and it was i think it was in Redbox, or we borrowed it or something but we threw it in and i was like okay i read this book it wasn't very good my my expectations are down here and he's like okay and we maybe drank, and then we were it o- got over, and I was like, "That was actually kind of fun. I had a good time with that." He's like, "Yeah, that was kind of neat. I don't understand most of it, but I had fun." And I was like, "Good on you, George Lucas, y'all yeah, so and so."
0: That wasn't George Lucas.
1: Which one was I, it?
0: I'm I'm just mad that he made a sequel and called it Ray Player Two, just because that Wait. ruins the jokes of saying how the only stupid thing they could do is make a Rady Player Two.
1: Oh, it was Spielberg. Wow. I don- actually don't know how I got those mixed up because Spielberg is a way better director than George Lucas. I'm sorry,
0: Spielberg.
1: Spielberg versus Twilight Sparkle. That will be the fanfic.
0: Oh, oh. that would be fun, wouldn't it? I don't
1: know how I would do that.
0: Um, What if he wants to make a movie... And it's in Equestria. Okay. And he, so he's filming, and Twilight's supposed to be like an advisor uh, person to help out. And she keeps giving him advice, but he doesn't take any of it. Mm-hmm. And he's really hard to work with. um, Because he's a hack and he's overrated as a director anyways.
1: How dare you? And so Twilight you.
0: edits the movie, and then... The movie gets really popular because she fixed it, but he gets all the credit, just like in real life with Jaws.
1: Is that real? Did he not do that much yes. with Jaws?
0: He... he. Uh, everyone knows that story about how, well, the robot didn't even work. So we, we cut around it, and we realized, you know, the less you see of it, the more scary it is. Correct. And that's really cute of him to say in hindsight, but uh, he had to work with this editor that he hated, and she... Like, this is his first movie. The editor lady, um, the producers put in place and said, she knows how to make a movie. You're going to do what she says. And he's like, I don't want to. And they pretty much like, she is responsible for the final cut of that movie that worked. But everyone's like, oh, the robot didn't work. So that's how the movie turned out good. And it's like, no, he, he had a cut that <laughs> wasn't working and she fixed it. That is just the same the with George
1: Lucas. Because I'm pretty sure, he like, that first Star Wars movie was saved in editing. Like, it was kind of a dumpster. And then someone else is like, well, I guess I'll put on my uh, my gloves for dealing with clogged toilets and fix this shit.
0: Yeah. Um, also, uh, episode five and six, he didn't direct. Like, you know, he had other directors that were doing it and stuff. Yeah. Well, he, like, kind of did this, like, this more, like, wider role. And so with the prequels... It's like, well, I'll write it myself, and I'll direct it. I want to be really hands-on. And we got the prequels.
1: We sure did. We sure did. I still like Phantom Menace. I thought that was great when I was a kid, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, this is alright. I like things about it. That Jar Jar sure is funny. And the other two movies after it fucking suck.
0: Boo. I like all the movies, except... Um... I don't like Rogue One, and I, I honestly, it's gotten to a point where I feel like I don't even have an opinion of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't register as a movie. It, it feels like a clip show or a, a fever dream that I didn't even watch. Like, it doesn't rank as a movie, and I'm, I'm still kind of processing it. And I don't mean that in like an internet smarmy way. I mean, like, with Rogue One, I thought, well, it has problems. I don't like it. And then I listened to other people's takes and they all really liked it. And then, so it's like, well, maybe I watched it wrong. So I watched it like two more times and like critically, you know, you know, paid attention, thinking mm-hmm. about things, reflect on things. It's like, I still don't like it. And I'm still seeing these issues and it doesn't rest well with me. And with rise of Skywalker, I've watched it exactly once. And I cannot imagine doing it again, which is unusual for me. Cause I'll watch like suburban Sasquatch twice or Mac and Me three times. Um, a talking cat. Right. Attack of the Clones. Like, I, <laughs> I, I I feel like I have a low threshold. And Rise yeah. of Skywalker is kind of like, yeah, nah, nah, I'm fine.
1: I know. I, I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker more than most people. But I also had the hindsight of you going, oh, it's like the Dragon Ball GT of Star Wars movies. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Well, that firmly sets my expectations, and I watched it, and I was like, hey, "This is kind of fun. It's stupid, but it does things that I are interesting." I said that. <laughs> so uh, it's oh, your fault that I had yeah. fun with that movie.
0: It's um, and and I, that's the other thing too that I want to make clear is um, like when I say that I don't like Rise of Skywalker or Rogue One, it's not like other people aren't allowed to. I just find Rise of Skywalker truly fascinating. That I can't find the redeeming qualities in it.
1: Rogue like One's I know there's is stuff that isn't for movie. me,
0: and then it's like this doesn't feel like a movie. Like, I, how did this get made?
1: I still cannot believe Disney paid like four billion dollars for Star Wars, <laughs> and was just like, you know what? We'll fucking wing it.
0: <laughs> it was- <laughs> It'll, it just kinda drives itself, right? It's like a it's like someone buying a boat and they're like, Yeah, yeah there's a there's a rudder, right? Yeah, I know boats. Boats have rudders. Um it's a- <laughs> We'll X wing it. Uh, we'll X wing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that funny, but it got it me. It's such a, like, a douchey thing, but I kinda wanna revisit that thing we did where we like rewrite a script a bit. Yeah. Like, I've been thinking about Rise of Skywalker since uh, that Lego game came out, and I haven't gotten to the part where I'm at the sequels yet, because I'm half afraid.
1: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I've only seen the new Star Wars movies once. I saw them in theater, and I was like, there, I did it. I can talk about them on a podcast and then never talk about them again, except also on podcasts. And I don't remember so much and I have Disney plus now. I could rewatch them all and maybe they're good. And what if I watch something else instead?
0: Yeah, I really like episode seven. I think that works as a movie and it fits in star Wars. Uh, I, I think, and I've said it before, but with um the last Jedi, it doesn't work in the middle of a trilogy. Like it's not part of the trilogy it's its weird standalone movie that they're calling part of a trilogy. Yeah. And I think that does more harm than anything else. I think there's good things in the movie, but again, they they really shouldn't have just like said, "Eh, we'll wing it." Um and so there's like there's things about it that were directed well and it's like I I hate that no one wants to give this a fair shake just because of like the the big picture. But if you watch just this one movie, Isolated, there's stuff worth paying attention to. It's pretty neat. But even with that caveat, I don't know if I recommend it to many people. I don't know. I think the real well, thing we is... like came back to sci-fi again. Yeah, we did.
1: Twilight versus sci-fi is as a, as a genre idea.
0: I like what Pinkie if, if versus Twilight... What what if she went to the library and she was like, "What's that half of the library?" And it's like, "Well, that's the fiction section." And she's like, "What?" And she didn't realize it was not it was like nonfiction and there's fiction. And she's like, "Wait, there's pretend too? i won't, there's even more." And she found out gonna, that she likes everything.
1: So I was gonna make. I'm like, "Well, okay." I mean, they've been rating the Daring Do books forever. They know that's not that that, that there's fiction, but then Daring Do turned out to be a real fucking character in season. Five or five
0: and that was a mistake I think that which was I don't know five. why that was stupid why do that
1: <laughs> hated that
0: daring don't do that
1: and then they end up going on a like a an adventure with daring do at one point in season like six or seven and rescuing some shit saving like a desert town and uh it was it was dumb everybody don't watch no. that episode I want the My episode Little to Pony. end
0: with like no, Rainbow Dash should be like waking up from a coma, and it's like really serious. Like, <laughs> like there was an accident, and she lost one of her legs and stuff, and like, like <laughs> just like do a most brutal twist possible, or it's like, like I'm I'm sorry, but you'll never fly again. Like, no, daring do is real. I was there. Like, no, Remember Rainbow Dash.
1: The last episode MLP, and there was like an epilogue. And there was like all of them but it was older and Spike was like an adult dragon and he looked like shit. It was like the one of the worst designs yeah. ever. God and Twilight looked like Celestia but wrong colors.
0: Yeah. It's Never like my do epilogues. Fiction. That was right.
1: Never do epilogues. I don't care what you take away from this awful ass <laughs> episode of the show because this is dumb and meandering. Don't do epilogues. If you have to put an epilogue in your book, fuck the book I'm editing has an epilogue. I wrote one a couple years ago with one. But it's technically not, so I don't apply to this rule. I am the exception. Do do it as I say it out as I do. Um,
0: I hate absolutes. I hate only when an art Sith teacher says, don't shade with black, and I'm like, fuck you, I'm going to do it now. And so you say, don't do an epilogue, and it's like, well, you know what? I'm going to go write an epilogue right now.
1: Just in the grass is getting an epilogue.
0: I want... Um, that truly was... It, the, the real Game of Thrones was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> no, one's, no one's said that joke before, I'm the first.
1: The true Game of Thrones, the true Red Wedding was the Taco Bell we had along the way.
0: Oh, I, okay, I'm struggling and I cannot think of a good epilogue. <laughs> I w- I'm so, like, spiteful now. I want to find the perfect epilogue to spite you and I can't find it.
1: I can only think of bad ones because they're basically all bad. Yeah.
0: No, they pretty much are. That's You're not wrong. I just hate absolutes so much. that That's where my mind goes. I would I'm also certain say, there was one.
1: Don't do prologues either.
0: How about Lord of the Rings? <sighs>
1: How about that, Lord of the Rings, don't you know?
0: No, I mean, like, for an epilogue. Did it have one?
1: I don't remember.
0: I don't know if you'd call that an epilogue. Maybe it, maybe it's just the end of the book. I'm think thinking was just of the end it as an epilogue. All right, I read that <laughs> in
1: 2014. It's been a hot minute.
0: I no, I think you're right. I, uh, uh, that's not even so. That's why it works is because it's not an epilogue. <laughs> it's just a coherent part of the story. <laughs> wow, I'm having an epilogue jam.
1: I hear hail hitting my roof. We should maybe wrap this up. I want to get this saved before my power goes out.
0: That sounds like a plan. How about a glad space? Is there anything you're happy about?
1: Yeah, I had a, I had a vocal lesson with Bark today. And it went pretty well. We we practiced projecting uh, high screams. I'm not going to do any of them for anybody because I've been drinking, and I definitely don't have the uh, physical dexterity for that. But it was a good lesson. Uh, Came away learning some new stuff, and uh, it was fun. No way! I showed him You're the video learning. we did, and he like he liked the Snorlax. He's like, "Oh, look at that! It's big old buff Snorlax." I was like, "That's my friend Cameron."
0: That was fun though. Oh, I forgot to link the video in the description last week. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The two people that actually went to look for it and it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. I I'm the worst producer. Like, if we were That's making okay. money off of this, I'd feel real bad about it.
1: We're not though. It's great.
0: So I win.
1: Yeah. What you? What are you glad about?
0: Oh boy, this is kinda stupid. Um I gotta have something, right?
1: Oh
0: I didn't write it down though. What could it have been? Um oh we did I talk about everything everywhere already? Yes you did. I did. So it wasn't that... Was it a movie?
1: That's a movie.
0: That wasn't it.
1: But you talked about it already.
0: Oh, you know what? This works. Um, On Twitter, there's a fun hashtag going around called hashtag mermaid. And for the month of May, a lot of talented artists are drawing mermaids. And I discovered that today. And I spent a long time browsing a lot of mermaid art. Nice. And it's, like, everything from, like, just, like, kind of traditional ones, but very well painted to, like, very interesting, like, odd concepts and things. Like, a lot of creative jokes and puns and just, like, beautiful artworks. A lot of new phone wallpapers I'm going to use for the rest of the year. Uh, so, yeah, hashtag mermaid. That's my glad space this week.
1: That sounds fun. I have to go check that out. It likes me a good mermaid picture.
0: But yeah, I guess that wraps it out. We had a fun sci-fi talk this week.
1: Yeah, we did science fiction and My Little Pony, which is like a good overlap of our bullshit.
0: Yeah, I think that's very on-brand for us. We did
1: it. Also, Uh, we drank.
0: Next week, what do we want to do?
1: Record on Friday or Saturday because I'm on vacation until Thursday. We're going to Kentucky. Okay.
0: Well, everyone look forward to that.
1: So... I'll probably have stories, or we could actually think of something. <laughs> I'll text you. <laughs> we'll figure it out closer to. That sounds good too. Other question.
0: Or also, you play if you VR just need to take tomorrow? a break, that's too. We could do that. Oh, sorry. What? Do you want to play VR chat tomorrow? VR chat tomorrow.
1: Because we're not going to be um, here on Sunday.
0: Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think I can fit that in.
1: Okay, I'm going to see if Alex wants no to trouble. play tomorrow. Because okay. I know uh, he wants uh, to do home, jo-
0: Join on Saturday and see if we're here. Or Friday.
1: Yeah, this is like terrible podcasting because it doesn't apply to anybody but us. It doesn't make any sense to anybody but us. But I keep doing it anyways. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure. We'll stop recording. We'll talk later.
1: Okay. Goodbye, everybody.
0: <laughs> okay. Good night, everybody. I have to edit this to fucking back.